Welcome to the Animals to the Max podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This podcast is about everything animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. Welcome to the podcast, Christy Podzerwinski, Animals to the Max. Welcome. Well, hi. How are you, Corbin? I'm doing really, really good. This is so weird. We're trying to, just for those of you, we're recording this over Google Hangouts right now. And I haven't seen you for like, what, 10 years? I know. It's been forever. It's about 10 years. <laughs> about 10 years. Do I look different? I'm trying to grow a beard. Oh, Can you see? Yeah. You look a yeah. little different. Yeah. 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 You don't well, have animals all over my parents' house. I know. Oh my God. That's <laughs> That could be a separate podcast. Well, you know what's interesting? <laughs> this podcast, they just notified me, it could be up uh, up to eight hours. Oh, so we have, <laughs> we have plenty, plenty we have plenty of time. Um, so Chrissy, I, I'm so excited that you're on the show because you are a senior aquarist. You have worked with Marine Life for literally over a decade. Yeah, forever. And- Forever, <laughs> forever. It makes me feel so old. Um, but I think that your story and your work with animals and you know marine life, I, I think it could be really inspirational for young listeners who would like to pursue that type of career. And I just want to dive into it. No pun intended. Did you like that? Dive into it. <laughs> I liked you're... it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. Yeah. So I would just too like to kind of dive into your story, your childhood, maybe what sparked that interest of you wanting to work with marine animals. Uh, Well, I grew up in Chicago, and my parents always took me to the Brookfield Zoo and the Shedd Mm. Aquarium. Okay. I always went on field trips there as well. So it was kind of one of my dreams when I got to intern there later in my life. Okay. Um, But I really started out in camps. Okay. So I really um, wanted to learn more about the field, and that's actually how we met. Yes. Yes, we met when we were teenagers. I think I was, was I 16 or 17? Uh, yeah, I think maybe 15 or 16. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yes, and we met at the SeaWorld Adventure Camps, which it was a great program. And we were in San Antonio, Texas. That is correct. That is how we met. Uh, we went there two summers in a row. Did we? No, I didn't. But yes. did you? I went there two summers in a row. Okay, so did I meet you on the second summer then? I think so. I think it was the second summer. Okay. Yeah. So for people who don't know what the SeaWorld Adventure Camp is, it kind of it just explain, it, I guess, explain it to the listeners and also tell us what type of animals were you able to work with? Uh, pretty much everything. So each day you worked with a different animal. So you would go with the killer whales, you would go with the sea lions, you would go with aquariums. Uh, what else did we do? The belugas, mm-hmm. the dolphins. And so you worked mm-hmm. with the different animals and right alongside the trainers and the aquarium staff every day. Mm-hmm. So you were just dove right on in, worked right in with the fish and everything. And it was a career camp. So we got to yes. work right there. It was perfect. Yeah. And so, and I'm just, just out of curiosity, what, I mean, like when you entered camp, what group of animals were you like when you were young that you wanted to work with? Like, did you, was there one specific group? Like, did you want to, you know? Yeah, it was the sea lions for me. I really loved uh-huh. the sea lion show and I just really wanted to learn more about them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so did you ever dream of being an Aquarius? Because you're right now you're a senior Aquarius at a great accredited facility. Did you ever dream of that? Or is it just something that kind of just fell into place? Or how did that it work out? Fell into place. I started scuba diving a little bit later. Um, my first internship out of college was at the Sea Life Park. 
Oh, yes, yes. Let's, yes. What? Okay, yes. And this is what I think of when I think of the Sea Life Park. I think of 50 First Dates, which I'm sure that's what everyone thinks about, right? Yes, everyone thinks of 50 First Dates. And that was where it was filmed. (laughs) Yeah. But now, but from my understanding, because I'm such like such a movie nerd or whatever, didn't they just film the exterior shots and then the stuff they did like with the walrus and stuff? Wasn't that in um, at Six Flags Marine World or something like that? Six Flags up in uh, Viejo. Viejo. Okay. Okay. So then, so then they just filmed the exterior shots of like when of him because I think he's like a what is he like a dolphin trainer I think in the in the in the movie. Yeah, I think he has a dolphin trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Walrus trainer. He's both. I just remember one crazy fact about walruses that we won't go into. Yeah, yes, he had a, he had a great job. So yeah. how re okay, so let's just back up here because you have a, had a very charmed life. Of You've done a lot of these programs. So what college did you go to? I went to Arizona State University because there's so much marine life around that school. <laughs> I was going to say in Arizona. And then I was going to say, where did you learn how to dive? You grew up in Chicago. You went to Arizona. So some, so your stories aren't making sense, Chrissy. No. Um, I, I know. I know. I just, I wanted to go further west. And Arizona uh-huh. State was like a perfect school for me. I could study psychology. Okay. Um, I, Tried biology, but you know, I'm not as smart as those bio kids. So hey, I'm like, a bio oh, kid. Can you believe it? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but it was perfect for me because I was able to study and learn everything. I actually sat in on a lot of animal behavior classes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's perfect for my job in the future. And every summer I was able to go away on a different internship. Okay. And work my way for a career. Something that they don't really tell you about this job field is every entry level job, you must have like one or two years paid experience. Oh, yeah. Get that job. So it's like, how are you supposed to get paid experience if you can't get an entry level God, it's so hard. And that's what people don't understand, I think, in the field. Because you, you, would, you would ask people, would you like to work with animals? A lot of people would say yes, but I don't think people realize to become a zookeeper or an aquarist, there's it, it's so competitive. It is so it's competitive. So competitive and it's so hard. So I, it's like you really must start working right away. Like in high uh-huh. school. In uh-huh. high school for me, I went to camps and I put that uh-huh. camp on my resume right away. And oh, also I volunteered at my local humane society with dogs and cats. And I was mm-hmm. able to put that on my resume as well. And that really showed an interest and love for the animals. And mm-hmm. then when I got my first internship, then I could show my love for marine life. Uh huh. And it just started to grow my resume and it was perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. And I always, cause a lot of people will email me, younger people will say like, how do you get into the field? And I always say, you have to work from the bottom, meet as many people as you can. Cause even though like you wanted to work with marine animals, but you volunteered at a humane society, you just took any opportunity, just any animals, any opportunity. That's awesome. Very, very broad. Uh, so yeah, then my first internship, 51st dates, you know, Sea Life Park. Sea Life Park. How does that work? And I'm going to be honest. I was very jealous of you as a friend because I know I'm, I'm being serious and I just got over it. That's why you're on the podcast. That's why I haven't seen you in 10 years. I have forgiven you. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I was first or second podcast. I know, right? This is so new for me. I don't even know if this is on record. So we'll just see. I actually, yes, it is. 
I think we're good. Um, but I was going to say I was very jealous of you because I was just with my animals. I kind of was stuck. I was stationary where I was, but you were able to literally travel the country and you were able to yeah. do these experiences. And in a way, I kind of lived through you. I mean, we talked on the phone a lot. Um, so so tell, tell the audience, what was that like? You landed internship at a sea life park in Hawaii. How hard was that? Like, how did you have to beat out several applicants? Like, how did you land yeah. that? Yeah, so you apply and then you have to interview. So they'll call okay. you and then you have to interview and you answer some questions. They learn that they love me, obviously. Who <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hold then, on. Um, they chose me, but you put different um, uh, like places that you want to intern there. So okay. you can put your first choice as like with the Wolfen or with the Dolphins or with um, the sea lions, or you can put the aquarium. So okay. I was chosen with the aquarium. So I got to learn more about the sea turtles, which was awesome oh, yeah. because their sea turtles actually had hatchlings. So I was able to see oh, some in the ocean. It I've was, seen that. It was a perfect summer for me. And then that's where I fell in love with scuba diving and got okay. my dive certifications. Okay. So, so initially, and just really quick, like back up here. So what type of questions, like, did they ask you? Like, how did you land this position? I mean, can you even remember? Like, I mean, do you have any pointers uh, for anyone? You don't have any pointers for anyone, maybe in college, looking for a summer internship, any pointers to give them? Yeah, I would just say apply for as many internships as you can. Don't just narrow yourself to one internship. So mm -hmm. definitely apply to a lot of different places because okay. if you yourself to just one place, then you might not necessarily get it. And then you're going to lose out on an experience in that summer. And then you're not going to have something for your resume. Yes. And I, and I remember talking to you. Oh, sorry to interrupt, but you were applying all over the country, like in, yes. in um, Indianapolis. I mean, you were like yes. going from Hawaii to Indianapolis and that's great that you were able to be mobile and move. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Definitely. Yes. And I'm very grateful for my parents for allowing me. Hey, Chuck and Stu. Thank you. Out. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was uh, definitely helpful for that. That's. I, I have a cat now who is trying to attack my Christmas tree. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Continue. This is or yeah, don't worry. This is live. Uh, it really is live. <laughs> Um, okay. So you applied for the sea life park in Hawaii. You initially, you just put down that you basically would just work with anything really. And you got right. put into the aquarium field, correct? Right. Yeah. I was put in the okay. aquarium field, which was awesome. I got to uh, meet a lot of different people and I'm sure that everyone knows about, um, this scuba diver named Ocean Ramsey. She is one of the first scuba divers to, um, swim alongside the great white shark. What? I didn't know who that was. I feel like, I feel like that one person when I'm just like, Oh, what? Uh, go on Instagram. She's pretty awesome. Okay. okay. And she's the one who scuba certified me. She was what? a worker at the sea life park at the time. And she is so nice, super awesome. I love her to death. And yeah, she certified me. That's and she's awesome. pretty amazing. So I see her all the time posting stuff on Instagram and everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I know her. That's so she's weird. So cool. It's so <laughs> weird. And I've 
in you know what's weird in like my field of working on television stuff i have met a lot of like celebrities on tv i'm never really starstruck but for instance i listened to this podcast about this gal who was like working with leopard seals in antarctica and she like retweeted my tweet and followed me back and I'm not kidding you. I was just like so starstruck. Like I'm just like, oh my god, this like wildlife <laughs> biologist likes my thing. Like that's so that's so cool. What a cool story. So yeah. so you yeah. so you go to the Sea Life Park. You're there for what three months? Three months. Yep. Okay. And what everything that I can about aquariums. Okay. Did you ever have a to, you know the yeah. ocean place in Arizona? Okay. <laughs> Did you ever have aquariums as a kid? Like I I wouldn't know. I mean, how to start i mean you just um actually i, I mean i had goldfish yeah how are they doing now it. <laughs> <laughs> really. i mean i did not know much about the nitrogen cycle anything mm -hmm. about filtration for aquariums mm -hmm. i knew nothing about quarantine for fish like mm -hmm. why or what um, yep. so i definitely got a lot of knowledge at the sea life park that's and, and and so what species so you worked with sea turtles did you work with sharks um i worked with sea turtles and a lot of tropical fish as okay you know, tropical you know hawaii has a lot of tropical fish around there and of course a lot of local species there okay. so that's what i worked with okay that's awesome now was it was it hard for you to adjust life in hawaii from going from arizona to hawaii or did you love it or how was no. that I loved Hawaii. It was awesome. But I think three months was perfect for me there. Okay. Because I'm a very antsy person. I like to do things and move around. And that whole mm -hmm. island driving there and back was, what, an hour and a half? Really? <laughs> so, <That's>... like, <laughs> I think that if I was there for any longer, I would have gone a little stir crazy. <laughs> okay. Now, did, <laughs> did they offer you a full-time position at all or was this just the internship and you were going to go back to school like did they offer you anything so they knew i was going back to school but one of my other interns did stay on and continue to work there okay um, there were opportunities i just didn't pursue any opportunities or didn't let them know that i was interested in any opportunities because i was going into my sophomore year of college okay so, they knew that I was continuing on in school and in my exit interview, they told me like, Hey, we would love to hire you, but we know you're going back to school. And they gave me advice on my resume that I brought in and what oh, to good. do, you know, and that's kind of how I continued moving forward. Oh, that, that's awesome. And that advice, like for them to help you out with your resume, that's invaluable. That's, that's yeah. so awesome. Yes. That's so awesome. Do you still keep in touch with anyone there at the park? I do. I keep oh, in touch cool. with my two bosses. So my curator and assistant curator, and uh -huh. they're not there anymore, but they're both in California right now. Okay. And uh, one of my senior aquarists, he's moved around. So he was at the Dallas Aquarium and he okay. was all around Texas, but now he's back in Hawaii and we text all the time and he's really awesome. Actually, I'm a very like emotional person and I was able to keep myself together on my last day until <laughs> I saw Raffi and then I just like started crying and I was like, don't make me leave. Don't make me leave you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
what I mean, what 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 species do you miss the most um, from that park? Was there a particular animal or a species I, that well, you missed? I learned a lot about the green sea turtle. Okay. And then the species that I think I miss the most from there are the eagle rays that I work oh. with. Oh. Southern rays. Okay, yeah. and can you d just describe to the audience listening what is? A, can you describe these rays? Um, the eagle, the rays? eagle ray is like a a large spotted ray that you may see in some aquariums. Uh -huh. and the southern ray is going to be a large gray stingray that you see in aquariums. Okay. They're okay. both um, warm water species. Uh, probably not the smaller ones that you're going to be touching. They're going to be uh -huh. in your aquaria uh, with tropical fish. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Was there anything that you first learned um, that just shocked you the most about being an intern at that aquarium that you didn't know before? Uh, probably how much behind the scenes they keep like for the quarantine and fish that are not on display. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think a lot of people would be shocked at, at your local zoo or aquarium. There are a lot of, there's a lot, there's actually more animals. For instance, I have great friends at the St. Louis zoo and I have great friends in the reptile department and behind the scenes is where they have 90% of their other animals. The stuff on display for yeah. the public is only 10%. It's insane. They have like this underground basements and outdoor exhibits of just tons of animals. The public doesn't see that. That is something I think a lot of people would be shocked. I think so. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, so you survived uh, freshman year at ASU, sophomore year, sophomore summer. Where did you intern or where did you want to go? Uh, well, sophomore summer, I was a camp counselor in an aquarium. Okay. So I got to work with kids that did what I did when I was in high school. Oh, man. <laughs> when I met Corbin. <laughs> yeah, and I bet it was so weird, too, to be on, like, to be on the other side of the, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So was, it was pretty awesome. Did okay? Did you like that the kids didn't drive you nuts? Uh, the kids did not drive me nuts, and I just got to learn a lot more facts about animals that I didn't know about. Okay. So okay. I just got to learn more, you know, about about all the marine life. That's awesome. <laughs> You've, that's that's yeah. great. Okay, and then so what? So what was your next venture? You mentioned to me that Junior you did year, some. Yeah, I went to the U.S. Navy Marine Mammal Program, so I got oh to their dolphins and their sea lions, which was a totally different experience because they work with them in um, outdoor sea pens. Okay. And they train their animals like in the ocean. It's crazy. So wow. like their sea lions out on a boat and then they'll train them to find like unidentified objects or mines or like things and the sea lion will come back to the boat and be like yep it's there or nope it's not oh my gosh and, and i feel <laughs> awesome. like i've never really talked to you about this i think we kind of just life got in the way and we didn't keep in touch as much so wow and yeah and, and you guys did this with with dolphins too with dolphins as well and dolphins will find like swimmers that are not supposed to be in the water so they'll use them out in wars and stuff really yeah and they also use them for research i was on one of the research teams so they were doing a hearing study on um send the dolphins so okay. the dolphins go under the water and they'll grab onto a bite plate and they'll play different sounds underwater okay. and they'll come back and they'll say like yeah i heard that tone or no i didn't hear that tone so they'll play like different tones and the dolphin will say like, yeah, I heard that or not. So they'll see 
what what kind of hearing the dolphin has. So they do all t- uh, different studies on sea lions and and just to learn more. They're awesome. so intelligent. I know it's crazy. That I mean, I mean, this is okay. This sound might like like a stupid question, but I had a teacher on uh, a couple of days, and they said there's no such thing as a stupid question. So, but I think a lot of people would want to ask, how do you get the animals to come back? You release a dolphin in the ocean or a sea lion in the ocean. How do you? I mean, do they always come back? Or I mean, how yeah. does that work? Okay. They always come back, and they're I bonded they with their trainers. Trainers, and that we have their food, and I mean. Obviously, in the ocean, they could leave if they wanted to. Uh huh. But okay, but yeah. Don't. Wow. So it's just yeah. And it's crazy. Now, are these rescued? And I'm assuming these are bottlenose dolphins. Bottlenose dolphins, correct. Okay. How many and were you California working with? Sea lions. Okay, in California sea lions. How many were you working with? I'm just trying to get an idea. Like, are you out there with 20 dolphins in the navy, <laughs> like, or were you assigned like one individual? Like, how did that work? Um, so I was assigned with different trainers. So the different crews had different amount of dolphins. So there were all these different crews that we would work on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, I think like maybe seven different sea lions on my crew that I was on when I was there. And maybe, uh, the research dolphins, there were like three because there were not many on the research crew. And then, um, one of the other crews that I was on, I think there were like 20 dolphins. So, so and yeah. do they just train them out in the ocean? I mean, I mean, do the dolphins, I'm just trying to like they wrap my brain around this. That they like live in. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But sea pans. Okay. Sea pens. Excuse me. So, but then they take them out in the open ocean and they do these experiments. I and mean, that's what I'm yeah. trying to get. But yeah. how do you, how do you take the dolphin out? I mean, are they just so like, it's a dolphin they following the boat? Them, they train them to go up into this, like triangle like um mesh pad okay and move them around in that oh okay okay yeah and it's like it it's moist for the dolphin and Uh i mean the dolphin just jumps up into it and they can move up like they can put the ends on it so they can put it in a airplane if need be they can put it in a helicopter if they need to like move it all the way around to go to all the way across the world in a war scenario or on a boat to be on a navy boat like they can move it anywhere wow what yeah. it, what an insane what a what a great experience i mean so that's so different crazy. and it was such a different experience from like an aquaria setting from like being in like the sea life park or uh-huh. you know somewhere else but yeah, it was awesome. And then the sea lions, um, they'll just go in their their homes or their different like cages, and then uh-huh. they'll go on, and then they'll go on out. Wow! And so that yeah, what I mean, yeah. I, I I and I, I I just have to ask you, but like, what did you prefer one or the other? Like, did you prefer the sea life park, or did you like working with the navy, or is it all just a great experience? Like, what it would you prefer? All a great experience, except for when I was on the boat with the sea lions, and the sea lions would sneeze in my lunch. <laughs> See? That was not my favorite experience. I would kill. <laughs> I would kill for a sea lion to sneeze in my lunch. Oh my god. Really quick sidetrack. I remember when we met the walrus 
And yes. I am telling you what, Chrissy, I have never, I was standing by this walrus. I'm so excited to meet this walrus. And he, I, I smelt his breath and it was beyond one of the worst smelling, like <laughs> I can't even explain, like horrible, like rotten fish mixed with a locker room, mixed with like a toilet. I know that sounds awful, but it was awful. Um, and another side note, happy yes. walness, walrus awareness week. Whoa. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Okay. I'll post something on social media. Thank you so much. Happy Walrus Day to you too. Uh, wow. That's amazing. So you were there for a summer. Um, did you, I mean, this is in San Diego. Okay. Yes. In San Diego. Is this public? Can someone go and look at this? So I'm not sure right now. I believe they are transferring from being on the Navy base to being a public thing. Okay. Like I okay. think that, I think they're in the process of transferring, but they used to be very private. You had to be a civilian working on the Navy base. Wow. I just can't believe they send these animals all over the world. I mean, is it hard? I mean, I don't want to get into this as it might be like sad, but do they ever lose any animals? I mean, I'm just, just, I mean, it's just like any other aquarium setting. No, I, I mean, but like, I mean, but like oh. when they send these animals out to battle, did you hear of any incidents or were, oh, were the animals no. relatively safe? Uh, the animals were relatively safe. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But I can tell you that there is a video out there on YouTube. I believe it is. Uh huh. I forget which famous animal person it is, but they're swimming as an unidentified swimmer and they try to hide from the dolphin and the dolphin gets them in the, uh, the leg because they find them, obviously, because the dolphins always find the human. No, yeah. Swimmer. And he comes to the surface and he like swears and he's like, oh, that hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're intimidating i, I mean jack Hanna, but i could be wrong <laughs> could be, yeah good old jack Hanna. gosh so that's awesome and so were you like after that was that a career that you wanted to pursue or was it one of those things where it was like oh that was a great experience but let's see what else there's to uh, offer. yeah i wanted to see what else was out there and i also was just a junior in college so i have one more year where i was like Oh, I could get one more internship in and see if I can get a permanent job out of it or where else I can go with life. <laughs> and and just and just to reiterate, for someone listening who, like, if you're young or in, I guess any age, you want to work with animals, it's so competitive. And, right, there's so much rejection, correct? Like, you're not – because yes. I don't want people – I don't want people to list, listen to this and think, oh, well, Chrissy, she had it lucky. She got to go to Hawaii. Then she got to go to San Diego oh, at no, the U.S. You worked your tail off. So uh, I probably applied to 15 internships every summer. I probably okay. got interviews to five and I probably got accepted to one. Okay, great. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to leave that out there. This is not easy. You've, you've worked very hard at, you know, to, to get it was these. Okay. One summer that I got accepted to two different internships and then it was like, what do I do? But that uh -huh. was like the hardest thing ever because I was only expecting to get accepted to one. And okay. I applied to 15 different places, but this is all a resume builder. Like each summer, this is just building for a job. And that's okay. exactly what you need to do is build for a job because you want that paid job when you're done with college. <laughs> yes. And, and, and where, where are you looking? Cause if I'm driving right now and I want to work, I mean like, where are you looking to find these listings? 
Uh, AZA. It's okay. The Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Association of Zoos and Aquariums. That is correct. Okay. Um, if you're looking to be a dolphin trainer, which I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do not limit yourself to just being a dolphin trainer. If you love dolphins, do look at all other terrestrial animals mm -hmm. or all other animals because then once you get experience working with animals then you can become specialized at being like i do love dolphins but now i have two years working with land mammals now i can maybe specialize in dolphins you know and look for that because it is so hard to just start out yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's great because you didn't even go into this field wanting to work, you know, in the aquarium section or, or to become an right. Aquarius. And then you discovered this whole new passion of like, wow, I actually right. like this. Exactly. Exactly. And you never know what your true passion could be if you limit yourself to one specific animal. That's awesome. That's great advice. And have you been, I mean. Um, but yeah, you can also go to Imada is a good Imada. For, yeah. International Marine Animal Trainers Association. Okay. Okay. It's a good one. You, I believe you have to pay to be a member, mm -hmm. but it is a good uh, resource because they have a forum that everyone writes on, and it's a good resource to look for swim test advice and to look for internship advice and to look at job listings. Okay. That's awesome. And I always tell people, uh, meet... It's all who you know in every aspect of yes. your life. Meet as many connections as you can. Yeah. Um, and they have a conference every year as well. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. Nice. Now, I have a question, and this is kind of like a side question, but because um, you are a senior Aquarius now, have you been offered like another position to go to a different department, or are you just so excited that you are happy being an Aquarius? I'm just curious because um, like – I have been offered other positions other places. Okay. Um, but I, I mean – love where i'm at <laughs> okay okay so if i called i'm the boss hey chrissy you know we there's an opening you know an opening in the sea lion department would you take it or it's like are you happy being aquarius i'm happy being an aquarius where i'm at that's great look at that yeah. you found yeah. your passion yeah love what i do <laughs> that's awesome okay so you graduate from the marine mammal program where is your next adventure because um, you're almost so your senior year of college. I graduate. Okay. I get a degree, which is very. Woo! Yes, I know. Insert um, applause. Dad. <laughs> and you're welcome, Dad. Four years. <laughs> 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 um, and then I went on out to Chicago. Okay. Um, which made my parents very happy. And I yes. was at the Shed Aquarium. And I did an internship there for six months six so months for six months and their internship was amazing so i worked in their marine mammal program with their beluga whales oh, with their sea lions with their pacific white-sided dolphins oh man otters yeah you're just like i didn't even know this chrissy we like really lost connection life just i didn't realize you're there for six months I was, well, I mean, life goes by really fast. I know. Seriously. I know. Wow. I, I think you stayed at our house at one point with all your animals. Yes, we did. When we were <laughs> <laughs> educating, touring, trying to get my voice out. That was, that I'm pretty was, sure. I'm pretty I, sure yeah, actually twice. My internship. <laughs> yeah, I wish, oh, you know what? We did go to the aquarium. Okay, I'm sorry. That yeah. was, it seemed so long ago. This was like pre-today show. This was pre-everything. This was. I know. We picked up oh. the pizza. 
Oh, the pizza's the best. In <laughs> Chicago, Luminati's, it's so funny. My dad still talks about that. He, he was talking about it two days ago, trying to explain to them like how good the pizza is and so good. And then Gino's East, phenomenal. Oh, yes. Is that the one where the, where the um, graffiti's around? Yep, oh, the graffiti on the wall. And then I've never tried the oven grinders. It's always closed. I know, I'm sorry. We'll get them to be open next time. Don't right. Worry. They have like, I mean, this is, this is, we're really sidetracked, but they have over 70 million, like I think views on Facebook of their pizza. Have you seen they that video? On like food network or something. Don't yes. Worry. <laughs> no. oh my God. I would just get mine without mushrooms. That's all I'm saying. Well, well, I mean, I always get it with the mushrooms and give them to my mom. <laughs> okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. So back on to animals. So you're at the shed aquarium. You are working with Oh my goodness, all different types of animals. Did you find a particular favorite? Because I mean, you listed off so many. So you list, you um, were with Pacific white-sided dolphins, belugas. You said sea otters? Sea otters and sea lions, yeah. Oh my gosh, where are they located? I, I mean, they don't, are, are they, I'm trying to figure out, I haven't been there in several years. Are they off, yeah. are they, where are they in the aquarium since? Um, so the sea lions are across from the beluga habitat off to the side. Okay. Okay. The otters are across the way. Um, so like the opposite side of the aquarium. Okay. Okay. And did um, we also had, um, three red tail hawks that we worked with. Oh, and nice. Penguins. And penguins. And penguins. Oh, I about this. Yes. Where, okay. What species of penguins? You know, I love penguins. Oh, I forget what species of penguins. Oh, oh, they were cold. <laughs> they, <laughs> were not Magellan they were not Magellanics. <laughs> were they Gentoos or? Yeah, I think they were Gentoos and like the the normal species that are there. They were not kings. They were not emperors. I think they were chin strap. Okay. They were mean. I remember the Gen 2s when, when I did my, when we did our internship career camp at SeaWorld back in the day when we were teenagers, they took us in the exhibit and we're cleaning. It's a beautiful penguin exhibit. And we were cleaning like the glass and like on the side and the Gen 2s would come up and sneak up and bite you in the leg. They were aggressive. Yeah. Yes. It was horrible. Like I had little bruises. Like doubling snow, they would projectile poop on you. Oh my God. Yeah. The Gentoos were, and it's funny cause they, it's a mixed species exhibit. So you have different, yeah. you had a few different species of penguins. And I think the Kings were great. They just, you know, like, Ooh. Just like waddle around you, but the Gentoos yeah. were the worst. Yeah. They were worse. Okay. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. Oh, so yeah, I am so, so my favorite was. Okay. What? My yes, yes, yes. Thank you for. Mayak. Who's Mayak? A beluga whale. Oh my goodness. It was my favorite every morning when I would set the, so we had these uh, like emergency buckets that like, just in case somebody wasn't separating from the group that needed to, we would put out extra food for them. And every morning the interns would set that out and mm -hmm. she would always come by the fence and just like vocalize towards me and follow me alongside with her head and just follow me everywhere I went. And uh, she was just my favorite. I love their heads, like I the melon. <laughs> and then on my last day, I got to snorkel in with the um, Pacific white-sided dolphins and then right oh. next to the beluga gate. And she was right there next to the beluga gate, right by uh, me. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I, I was just going to ask, did you actively get in the water with them or were you mainly preparing diets? I mean, what were you doing? I, I'm, as an intern, be prepared to be cleaning preparing diets, cleaning, mm -hmm. cleaning, 
assisting the trainers. Okay. So really quick. So Chrissy, you brought up a really good point um, regarding being an intern. I feel like a lot of people have this preconceived idea when they, you know, want to apply as an intern at a zoo or aquarium, they're going to be working with the animals, jumping in the pools or having these hands-on experiences. And that's actually quite the contrary, correct? Right. You do a lot of cleaning, a lot of the prep work. And then Mm -hmm. at the very end, you get like rewarded and you get to do a lot of fun things. Okay. Or you'll get a week of a lot of cleaning and then like a day of fun things. So like be expected to do a lot of cleaning and then like surprise rewards. (laughs) Okay. And what was one task that you were giving where you were like, Oh crap, please, please not today. Please. Like what was the, like the biggest, like, Oh my God, please, please don't, I don't want to do it again. Like what was the most tedious task? Oh, I don't, uh, I would have to say that I probably avoided, I probably went to scrubbing the freezer more than actually going towards the buckets and like picking off the individual like scales off the bucket. Oh, that's awful. That is tedious. And also there was one timed thing where like you only have 30 minutes to clean the, um, the red tail hawk, like back exhibit uh-huh. and like that definitely needed to take like at least an hour okay <laughs> like, you literally got there and you were like oh my god and you were like running around with this hose and a crazy woman and like someone <laughs> to talk to you you were like not now tom not now <laughs> so that was also not my favorite <laughs> Um, so I'm just, <clears throat> excuse me, also something in my throat. Scales. Uh, my, uh, my second favorite part of being an intern was that I would go back to school and my roommates like a week later would be like, what's that on your arm, Chrissy? And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a herring scale. Oh, <laughs> I've been showering every day this week, but it's still on my arm. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had to share a hotel room with a porcupine named Mr. Magoo. He was a prehensile tail porcupine for the uh, Today Show several years ago. And literally a year later, I mean, it was, we just like, because porcupines, of course, are nocturnal. So we would let right. Mr. Magoo out of his crate to go and explore and he'd jump on our beds and our heads. And anyway, I would still find quills a year later in like my, in my shorts or like, I mean, like, like, ow, son of a, and then it's like, oh, Mr. Magoo. (laughs) Yes. That's interesting. I also, I I know, I'm sorry. I have one more story. One, I had a friend who worked with penguins and she had such a hard time getting dates. I'm (laughs) (laughs) without a hard time. She was an awesome person, but I'm just saying because it was like, crap, we just cleaned the penguin pool and you know, you're feeding fish. And it's like, how do you explain to someone on a blind date? Like, Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you still have that problem? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> hey, Chris, does it smell a little like uh, fish? I work in the aquarium setting. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, really quick, what was it like to work with sea otters? Um, sea otters are very smart. Okay. So they put in a lot of enrichment where they mm-hmm. had like 
puzzles that the otters had to complete in order to get their food. Um, and it's not like they would hold back their food if they didn't complete the puzzle, but it was just like something to keep the otters engaged. Um, and there was a lot of different safety locks that had to be put in place because these otters are very smart. So okay. Able to like unlock things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it was just very interesting, everything back there. But we didn't really get to work one-on-one -on -one with the otters. We were just there as, like, secondary and, like, helpers because they were one of the more, like, sensitive creatures that, like, the senior trainers would work with. Yeah, and, I mean, are, are, are they aggressive? <clears throat> like, I mean, yes. they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, they have very, like, sharp teeth and claws and everything uh -huh. so you want to make sure that you're very even though they look cute and cuddly and you want to just hold them and cuddle them next to your neck like a cat you don't want to cuddle them next to your neck like a cat yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean do, do the keepers go in there or is it completely closed contact i'm just um i believe they go in with them in special circumstances but most of it is um closed contact okay Okay. Um, so your experience, you've worked with sea lions before, sea otters. Um, yeah. What is the more difficult animal to work with? Would you? Um, I would have to think probably the sea lions because they like pick and choose who they want to listen to. And like, <laughs> if there's a trainer that they prefer, out there working with a different sea lion then they might not listen to you <laughs> you just remind me of dogs right i mean is the truth right. and actually there's been some mornings like <clears throat> that i'll be walking around or like at my internships like if i'm walking like from the dolphins or somewhere else and my dad will call and i'll answer the phone and he'll be like are you walking by like a dog park and i'll be like <laughs> dad just think of what you just said to me. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. There's some sea lions around there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is awesome. Did you um, did you ever get to work in the aquarium aspect of the shed, or did were you mainly in the? Uh, no, I did not get to work in the aquarium aspect in the shed. I wish I would have, but no. <laughs> okay. Okay. And is that, were you, okay. So you had that six month internship. Were you trying yeah. to get a job or how did that, I is was that... trying to get a job, but they did not hire me afterwards. So mm -hmm. then I just continued to apply for jobs everywhere, all over the U S every perseverance, yes. perseverance. Do not, um, every single job opening I would apply for. And mm -hmm. actually it was really funny because the one that I wound up getting mm -hmm. right after I applied for the job and then got the interview. I did the interview um, long distance, so via phone. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I was done with the in interview, I hung up the phone and I went downstairs to my mom and I cried to her and I said, that was the worst interview I've ever had in my whole entire life. I'm sure that they hate me. And she was like, I'm sure you got the job, honey. I'm sure it was awesome. And I was like, all of my other interviews were awesome and nobody wants to hire me. And that one was horrible. Oh, <laughs> and then they wound up hiring me. That's awesome. <laughs>
That's awesome. I mean, that is, it's true though too. And it sucks coming from your parents because they have to yeah. say stuff like that. Like, oh, you're great, you know? Uh, of course, she always has to say I'm great, even if she hates me. Yeah, <laughs> she loves you. That's okay. So I consider you very lucky because you graduated college and yeah. six months at the shed and then you were able to land a full-time position. That's that's right, great. Right. I mean, some people you know, look for only, years. I think I was only out of a job for like three months. Yeah. Okay. And which is I'm, pretty good for being in the animal industry. Yes. And I would, but like I said, perseverance, I'm sure you were sending out resumes every day, you yes. know, trying to refresh yep. that AZA job listing sites, everything. Oh yeah. Yep. Did uh, this sounds so I, I, like I said, I'm going so off topic, but who cares? Um, did you ever uh, like want to apply to be like a zookeeper or anything, or did you want to stay in the Marine field, like the aquatic field? I applied for every single job. So I applied to be a cat, like in with like large cats, with reptiles, with- With reptiles? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I applied to be Corbin. (laughs) I had no idea. That is so- Anything to get animal experience, because as I said, anything to get animal experience and then you can specialize later. And you never know what you'll fall in love with. That's awesome. And I listened to this great podcast. I'm going to have to plug this guy. He's great. His um, name is Matthew Price and he runs the Zookeeper Stories podcast and it's great. And he has zookeepers come on and talk about their story and how they got involved. And he that is his number one piece of advice. And that's what the, the keepers always say, like, do not be picky, like apply for everything. Even if it's not a, like a department you want to work in, right. do it. It might lead to something. It might lead to a new passion. Gosh, I, I, I actually did not know that you applied to be a big cat keeper or a herpetologist. <laughs> My second choice, if I was not marine mammal uh-huh. or like aquarium, would be large cats. Oh, that would be cool. I mean, obviously, I feed Bob so much here. I <laughs> Bob the cat. Become a tiger. <laughs> I've been to South Africa to see the lions. <laughs> yes. And actually, you did a great segue and I didn't even mean for you to do this. You just started a new podcast or your own oh. podcast, but you have done something that is on my bucket list that I would say a lot of people would say they would do it. And then a lot of people would say, uh, hell no, you have swam with great yes. whites cage dive. So tell us about the yes. experience in South Africa. Tell us about uh, everything. Like, how did it come about? What did you do? Like, I mean, how did you get this? to transpire um so i love sharks they're like my favorite animal in the aquarium setting Mm -hmm. and great whites just amaze me ever since i've been like a kid i've been like this weird obsessionally afraid of loving them (laughs) (laughs) if that makes sense I um, not really. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So like, I've always wanted to like swim with them in a cage, obviously. Yes. And why not do it in the most amazing place like South Africa? And I had a friend who lived in South Africa. That's and his lucky. job was like gonna be ending in a like a few months. So I looked at my other friend and I was like, Hey, you want to go to South Africa with me? And he was like, Yeah, sure. Why not? So then we planned this like whole big trip to go to South Africa and it all stemmed from me wanting to dive with the great whites and him wanting to visit 
our friend who mutually lived there. So then we were like, all right, well then why don't we also go on the safari since we're going halfway across like the world. So then we went on the safari and we stayed in a tent in the middle of Kruger National Park. It was awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a lion killed a buffalo 500 feet from our tent. What? That's a that's a whole different story. No, go ahead. This is not no. no. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I get it. Oh my goodness. Was awesome and they put the chum in the water. They get the sharks over and you get to see them right up close. They came right next to the cage and what I didn't know was that my friend is afraid of water. <laughs> What a great person to take on a, a, a great white cage dive. <laughs> he just did it like, I mean, to be a good friend, I guess. So I got more water time because he didn't want to be in the water. Oh my gosh. Was he more scared of the water than the sharks? Yeah, he was oh, just afraid awesome. of the water. That's awesome. He was like claustrophobic. So, so <laughs> it was awesome. So, but Chris. So, but I got to be in the water for an extra amount of time. And at the very end, they like actually breached. Well, one of them did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was I'm, so glad I was not in the water for that. <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah. I, okay. You, you really jumped ahead. I want to know this. So like how far off the coast? I mean, I mean, are you like right off the coast? Can you see mainland or are you no, like you out in the ocean? I see any land. So how do they know they're there? I mean, do they just keep track of the sharks in the area via plane? Like, how do they know? Like, Oh, I mean, I, I these guys know where the sharks are. They just know. Like these oh guys do this every day with tourists. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they just threw yeah. chum in. So how long? So so it how took how about 20 minutes for the sharks to come over. Oh, that's <laughs> sad for you. 20 minutes, Chrissy. That's so quick. <laughs> I know. I know. And then well, they had to like show all this tourists how to put on a wetsuit as I was just over there like joop joop joop. Oh. And they're like, what? Who are you? And I was like, I know how to put on a wetsuit. Don't worry. Oh my gosh. So, okay, I'm envisioning. So, is it like Jaws when they're like, shark ahead, 20 minutes? Do you see the fin or no? Is it just like, how does it, what was your first sighting? I was just like looking around, looking around. And then I kind of got bored 15 minutes into it. And I was like, Brian, where are these sharks? And he was like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I'm going to do this. And I was like, dude, Brian, you're getting in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I have to push you in. You're getting in the water. And then all of a sudden I looked over and I was like, there's a shark. There's a shark. Cause I could just like see the shadow and then I could see the fin. And he was like, no, they haven't said shark yet. And then you would just hear all of the guys go, she's coming. She's coming. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God! Is so your heart racing? A female or a male? Like they know they're and they have like names for the the ones that come by. Like they know. <laughs> I mean, and you've worked in this field. You work with sharks every day, literally at your current job. Yeah. Were you? I mean, is your heart racing? Like, if I saw a great white, my heart would just. I mean, were, were, did you have any second thoughts? Like, oh my God, what? Did, what? Like what? Like. If we're going I to the saw a great white outside of the cage, my heart would probably race a little more. But since I was in the cage, it was like this. I had like tears of this is a beautiful creature 
It's magnificent. It, you it were ever like, nervous? No, she. They were just swimming around so like calmly, magnificently. It was just like wow. I. I don't know. It was. They were not like the aggressive man eaters that everyone says they are. It was just perfect. Okay, because I'm envisioning when when I watch Shark Week of them like side attacking and biting the cage. Is that so? That's no, just all really sensationalized. Like I'm all. seeing you. Okay, so they. Okay, obviously it's TV sensationalized. Really. Yeah. Obviously, so the TV and I talked to them about it while I was out of the water for a little bit. I was like, so how long do you think they actually do like some of the filmings? And they were like, yeah, those filmings for the Shark Week probably take like a month two months three months four months like to get that good footage oh. for like an hour on shark week oh like, my goodness yeah yeah oh, okay wow and is it just you in a cage or you do or do you go with no, the group? There were three or four of us in at a time okay yeah. so you still had room to maneuver and you were not like fully submerged but there was a top on the top so, oh good yeah and there was like that little like eye viewage so like if they did try to like bite in then i guess you could have been screwed but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have good gopro footage oh i was gonna like, say do you every time yeah. the, the sharks swam by like i mean you could have reached out and touched them but you would have gotten kicked out like the guy did kick out some girl who did that really like, they didn't want the like liability of in case the wild animal decided to turn and bite you know but that must have been tempting though for you not to want to touch them i mean you I have to admit it was very tempting and they did have the like fake seal thing that they threw out in the water uh-huh black fake seal thing and mm -hmm. the shark did bite at it a few times and he said, sometimes we get a great white shark tooth. And I was like, if you get a shark tooth, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And how many people do you go out with on the boat? There was only like 10 of us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, everyone's wondering, how much did it cost? I don't remember. Oh. I'm really bad. Prices. I'm super bad at prices. Really? I want to just Google something. Let's just, I'm just curious at just what, I mean, because I believe it was, I believe it was called Great White Shark Tours. Okay. Great White Shark Tours. Oh my gosh. I type in Great White Shark and, you know, attacks just come up here. Price. And that's I'm, the thing. They're really magnificent and beautiful creatures and not like man eating. Oh, this doesn't sound as bad. It, well, this this might be a cheaper company, but it said this shark expedition starts at two hundred and twenty-seven dollars per person, includes gear and lunch. Yeah, I think that was approximate. I was gonna say that it was about three hundred, so I think that was it. Okay, because I was thinking it would be like fifteen hundred, two grand to go oh, out. No, no, it was in the hundreds. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. Two hundred and twenty-seven dollars, and it says a half-day trips to Seal Island. Okay. Yep. Um. How long were you there? I mean, how long was the whole experience? A half day or? Um, you were in the water. Well, I mean, I was in the water for like probably an, an hour because it was like 15 minute sessions and you got like 
to, I think you got three 15 minute sessions in the water. Okay. Or maybe two. Um, but since Brian didn't do it, I got his sessions in the water. <laughs> so you had 30 minute sessions. But then you, so you boat out there, you have in the morning, you have breakfast. So you meet, you have breakfast. They, they can pick you up from your hotel if they, you want, because it's mm -hmm. not actually in Cape Town. It's, okay. out, it's about an hour away from Cape Town. And then you have breakfast and then you boat out to where the sharks are. And then you have the whole shark thing. You got to wait for the sharks. You know, you do the shark thing. Then you have like a little snack and then you, they kind of talk to you and you kind of wait around and do another shark entry if you have time. Or if you don't, then you move along. And then they <sighs> take you to like Seal Island. So you okay. heard about it during Shark Week, but that's like where all the seals and sea lions are like they migrate too. So that's kind of like where like all the great white sharks are around there. And they kind of like give you some history and then they take you back and then show you the videos of your awesome excursion. Oh, <laughs> is this Chrissy? Is it cause you said, so the seals migrate, um, are they eating fur seals by the way? Is that what they're eating? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Google it. Like, yeah, I'm Googling it. Well, it was so crazy. I did this podcast, um, which have you listened to my podcast by chance? Obviously, I like it. Well, you no, know, but have you honestly listened to it? You can be honest. This is your first one. Okay, first one. You should listen to it with a guest. Anyway, but we were like going, we we're trying to relive these memories with uh, my friend Valerie Hershey in Africa and the Seychelles. We kept on saying, I think it's this, I think it's that. And anyway, I'm so happy someone <laughs> wrote me a comment and said, why don't you like Google or like get the facts? Like, anyway. <laughs> So thank you, that really nice person. Thanks. Okay, what were we even? Okay, um, maybe seal. that was me who was that really nice person who said, "Maybe you should Google it, Corey." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, seal South Island, South Africa. Okay, let's just kind of see. I, I think they are fur seals over here. White sharks. Um, seal Island. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, just absolutely beautiful there. You know what? It's even more beautiful when you're there in person. Um, so how long were you in South <laughs> Africa? <laughs> I know, right? I'm just reliving it. You're welcome. Uh, I was there for two and a half weeks. Oh, that's awesome. I love Africa. Okay, brown fur seal. Bam! Got there it. There you go. Brown fur seal. Um, God, two and a half weeks. And did you enjoy, I mean, Kruger National Park? Was that beautiful? It was awesome. We saw four out of the big five. And what are the big five? For people listening, rhino, elephant, leopard, <laughs> leopard, <laughs> um, shoots, what are the other ones? Um, no, lion, you got it, and oh, wait, giraffe. No. So the big five are oh, the most that's dangerous. Right. It's not giraffe, but everyone thinks it's a giraffe because the giraffes are all out there everywhere, but it's not giraffe. It is. Nope. And these are the most dangerous animals to hunt. That's why it was called the yeah. big five. Yeah. Lion, leopard, buffalo, elephant, rhino. Buffalo. The buffalo. The buffalo. That's how buffalo. they say it in Kenya. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Water buffalo. Buffalo. Um, <laughs> 
It's interesting because we have two different African experiences. My experiences have been in Kenya and Eastern Africa. South Africa is quite different. So the reserve that I went on, like the Maasai Mara, dirt roads, open grasslands, Kruger's different, correct? Correct. Yeah, we just went right in, right in there, in the... (laughs) In the wild, we went over all the grass and everywhere. I mean, but isn't there pavement and like, isn't it? And isn't it more like, it seems like it's more, I don't want to say civilized, but kind of like it's more, um, does that make sense? I was kind of in the wild though. Where we stayed, we, it was our five tents with our two tour guides who stayed on this Mm -hmm. tent grounds with us. Mm-hmm. They walked us every night with guns to our tents. And okay. Stayed with us, and no, we didn't really see any other people. The whole That's time. awesome. That's so awesome. We were kind I, of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'd love to go. Did you hear any great African sounds at night? Yeah. Um, that's also another thing. Brian was not very fond of the leopards snorting next to our tent in the middle <gasps> of the. <sighs> he got very nervous, and then he had to listen to like things. He had to like turn on his phone and listen to music. And I was like, Brian, wild, listen <laughs> to the wild. <laughs> and he's yes. Like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. We have to ring the whistle. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. A leopard so, outside of your tent? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wanted to see a leopard so bad. Did you see a leopard or just hear a leopard? Oh, we saw him. You saw him? Yeah. What? You act like you saw so many of them. Like it's no big deal. Like, I mean, how many do you, what? Yeah. We saw a lot of them. <laughs> oh my God. That's the one animal. I went back to Africa to see the leopard. I missed it by seconds. We saw a lot of cheetahs, which apparently are pretty uh-huh. rare. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially in, in, in Kruger. Yeah. Awesome. What was your top? Like a leopard on our walking tour. Was it in a tree? Um, It was far away in a tree. We stopped and we were like, he goes, um, I think we should probably turn here because there's a leopard in that tree over there. Can you not see it? And we looked far away and we were like, oh, yeah, we see that. And he goes, we should not go any further forward. We should turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're the man with the gun. I'm going to follow you. <laughs> that is awesome. That's such an awesome story. Um, was there one experience in Kruger that was your favorite, like favorite animal sighting? Um, I mean, I did appreciate the um, eating lunch and then turning around and seeing elephants behind you drinking from our pool. Oh, from that your was- pool? Yeah. What do you mean? You guys had a swimming pool? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is not wild Africa. I will take <laughs> Okay, you know what? You're going to join me next time in the Maasai Mara, and good luck if you see a pool. I, I thought you meant like the local water hole. A pool? A swimming pool? I mean, they called it a water hole, but it was a pool. Oh, my God. That is insane. That is, that's so funny. I mean, they had, like, they had a place in the center that had, like, a pool and, like, a table for us to eat lunch, and it had 
Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was some weird food that you ate. I'm like, what? What's that? Gosh. Every time I come back, I call Wi-Fi Wi-Fi. <laughs> Did you notice they call it that everywhere? I had no idea. I had no idea. Um they did <laughs> really quick did you see the rare wild dogs there because kruger has them do you see wild dog oh i did not okay i didn't that would be interesting that would be just phenomenal oh my goodness yeah awesome awesome well this is great um christy thank you so much i don't even know how long this podcast has been <laughs> i feel like uh, we've been... well it it my battery went down to 20 percent. so <laughs> <laughs> you've had some awesome amazing animal experiences do you have any last minute advice for anyone wanting to pursue a career working with animals or wanting to travel the world anything uh just don't give up um, if you really want to work with animals, just keep applying for all different internships, volunteer at your local humane society or local zoo. Um, definitely while I was in college, I volunteered at the Phoenix Zoo on their behavioral observation team, just so I could keep getting experience. Mm -hmm. um, so just keep, keep plugging at it. And eventually one day you will, you will make it in the field. It's a tough field, but keep plugging at it. That's great. That's awesome advice. And I, I still think, I think your story isn't done. I could see you. I mean, do you think you'll always stay an Aquarius or are you open to see wh wherever life takes you? Who knows where life will take me? <laughs> Maybe I'll be your one day corbin <laughs> hopefully i don't know i'm doing a podcast in my living room right now so i <laughs> maybe one day when i have a full-time studio uh i will <laughs> have a nice million dollar studio yeah you can be my assistant but seriously chrissy thank you so much for just reliving all your experiences and when i post this podcast if you don't mind can you send me some pictures that i could share for people to look at maybe a great white photo uh, that's awesome do you have a crazy great great white photo? I don't think I've I ever seen it. I probably do, but I think it's on my computer that died, so I'll try to find it. Oh, that's bad luck. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, try to uh, rejuvenate that computer. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps me out. I also encourage you to check out CorbinMaxi.com. You can contact me there personally, even suggest a podcast guest, or if you just want to learn more about animals.